0: Hello, lovers, and welcome to the Nutrition Nuptials podcast. Before we get started with today's double date episode, just have a couple of announcements to share with you guys about some upcoming events. First, on Wednesday, September 5th at 8 p.m., I am going to be doing my very first Ask a Dietitian Facebook Live over in our VIP After Party Facebook group.
1: All right. How do you get access to that?
0: So only those of our very special VIPs get access to the After Party Facebook group. And that is by becoming a patron of our show. So you can head over to Patreon slash Nutrition Nuptials and um, the One who is a patron at the Dollar or More level gets access and a special invitation to the VIP After Party Facebook group.
1: Come hang out with Taco and Manny in the VIP room.
0: Exactly. It's where most people typically want to hang out with us anyway. And if after today's episode you feel inspired by the story that you hear from Corinne and Brian and you and your significant other want to share your story on the podcast, we are offering the opportunity for listeners and patrons who are supporters at the $5 and $10 level can become eligible to become guests on the show.
1: All right. Sounds like a plan.
0: Exactly. And then you have the opportunity to get interviewed and chat with Taco
1: and Mandy. And Skype too, right? We get to see you, you get to see us. cool for everybody everybody wins
0: everybody has a good time so we look forward to seeing you and if you're interested in that head on over to patreon and give a little special shout out and thank yous to our very special supporters of the show all right let's get started all right let's do it it's the nutrition nuptials podcast with taco and mandy where we're helping couples learn how to live their happily healthfully ever after Hello and welcome to the Nutrition Nuptials podcast where we help couples learn how to live their happily, healthfully ever after when it comes to merging two lifestyles into one. I'm your host, Mandy Enright, a registered dietitian who hates diets. I'm joined every episode by my partner in crime and life, my husband, Taco. What's up? Hey, Taco, guess what? What's up? Today, we are going to be doing our very first double date episode. Exciting. Can you sound a little bit more excited?
1: <laughs> well, let's see how it goes. You know, like this could either never make the air or this could be like the start of something beautiful.
0: I really hope this makes the air because okay. I have a lot of other people lined up to interview. So that would be really embarrassing if this maybe, crashes maybe and Maybe this will be
1: the first of the first, but there'll be like a second first. All right. Yeah, we'll see how it goes.
0: You only get one first time, babe.
1: Yeah. Well, that not everybody has to know that.
0: All right. Well, I'm excited to chat today. And when I first started the podcast and I was telling colleagues about it and that I want to interview couples, there were quite a few people who told me, me that if there's one person I had to get on the show, it was Corinne Davis. And it's really due to her background because she has actually not only been a dietitian, but she's actually worked as a matchmaker. So when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, this has to happen. So I was super excited when I reached out to Corinne and she was all about it. So just give you a little bit of background on who we're chatting with okay. today. Corinne Davis is a San Francisco based registered dietitian with a master's in nutrition. She's also a life coach and dating expert. She works with women all over the world struggling with body. Body image, food fears, and those who are looking to seriously just get off of the diet roller coaster and feel healthy and happy in their body and life. She works with women who are looking for the real deal of love. Here, she helps clients find their worth, remove their blocks open their hearts, and learn some new tricks so they can find in the track the kind of partner they're looking for. Corinne also is the host of HeartSpace Podcast. She's joining us today along with her husband, Brian, to chat about their relationship. All right. Let's do it. Let's get it started. Hi, Corinne and Brian. Welcome to the Nutrition Nuptials Podcast. Hi. Thanks so much for having us. Absolutely. I have to first thank you guys so much. You are the brave first couple that we are interviewing on the show so thank you for being trailblazers
2: yeah well it's the first interview that we've ever done together
1: no pressure (laughs) (laughs) see
2: there's always a first to be had for a couple there is there is there is so we'll see we'll see how it
0: goes
1: but new ventures yeah this might start a trend for you guys
0: yeah, Maybe. yeah. <laughs> so Corinne why don't you tell us a little bit about the work that you do in helping women
2: yes so you know if there's one sentence to wrap it up I usually say I help women feel more confident in their bodies and lives and in love so I am a registered dietitian and I also do date coaching work so the first thing in terms of with working with women with body and food. I do food and body image coaching as well. It's very health at every size approach. It's very intuitive eating, mindful eating. And that is like one section of the business. And then the other piece of it is really, I got into, I used to be a matchmaker for like a year and a half for fun. And that is another story in itself and that how that unfolded. But I was a matchmaker for about a year and a half. And I learned so much about dating and relationships and coaching. And that experience actually took, it's funny because you could be doing, you know, working with clients as a dietitian for like eight years now, but there was nothing that took my counseling and coaching, not counseling, but to another level, like having to work with women and men too through the dating process and finding love. So it was a really, really unique experience. That has now enabled me to work with women in terms of finding love, breaking through blocks, moving through old romantic wounds, and being able to be clear in the type of partner that they're really looking for.
0: So can you talk a little bit about what exactly is involved with date coaching?
2: Well, it really depends on the individual. So anybody who is it could be somebody, let's say, who hasn't been dating, maybe they just got divorced, and they're really looking for support on how to get back out there. It's like, how do you get back out into the dating world, setting up dating profiles, looking at photos? How do you Create a dating profile that allows you to get be really clear in what it is that you're looking for, and also that allows you to help attract the type of individual you're looking for. Kind of, it could also be somebody who just needs that support, handling the ups and downs, somebody to talk things through. With getting really clear on the core values of the type of individual you want to be with, it's interesting because a lot of the work that comes up with date coaching you see just come up generally because I'm a firm believer that relationships and dating always bring up brings up our biggest wounds or biggest fears so a lot of times it's like yeah just like the food and body image work you can think it's about the food you can think it's about your body but really when you get underneath it and you look at the layers beyond that it's usually about a lack of feeling not good enough not confident old stories that you keep playing in the back of your mind so a lot of the work is being able to look at well how are you really envisioning things right now what is coming up What do you need to shift in yourself so then you can begin to change the energy that you're putting out there and attract who it is that you want to attract, but also so you can feel really confident in who you are as an individual. So a lot of the work, even though it's different avenues or different outcomes, so to speak, but a lot of it is coaching stuff, is when you get underneath the layers and you begin to work through all the blocks, you begin to then manifest and create things in your life that you were really looking for, and you don't necessarily have the ability to do that without that support. Does that make sense? It's kind of a long-winded answer to your question, but there's just so many different avenues, and it depends on the person and the individual, obviously, but that's kind of a good overview, I'd say.
0: Got it. In my head, I was picturing something like the movie Hitch, where you're like, "I'm gonna teach you how to be like smooth and cool, and this is what you say on the date, and if this comes up." I think this Hitch is how you it.
1: before like social media dating, though. I like, think I think it came you know, up. There's, no t- there's no Tinder back then. Uh, yeah. Well, I will say
0: this:
2: one of the common things I, and it was a big part of my dating journey. One of the common things I do is really have women and men. So I used to work with. I don't necessarily do that anymore but when I was doing matchmaking I worked with you know all different sexes all different preferences in terms of you know what they're looking for but the main thing is what ends up happening is a lot of times I think that we find ourselves really feeling attracted to somebody or like getting all those butterflies and that's great but what ends up happening is that we put a lot of weight on somebody but then I'm always reminding people, wait a minute, do you even know if you like them? Like being able to switch back into your power and being able to switch it around, being like, you don't even know them. You don't even, I mean, how many dates have you been on? And I used to be that person. So I'm not saying if you're listening to this and you're like, wait, I'm single and I'm like that. I was that person. You know, it's like three dates and they like me, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of that is also like anxiety being like having somebody who you can speak with who's like, wait a minute, actually... Do you like them? Are they treating you how it is that you want to be treated? And just kind of navigating those waters and that support. So I think people just need support generally, whether it's food, body image stuff, dating, relationships. I mean, it's important.
0: So do you find that the online dating or social media dating is really the go-to place where people are going it's a
2: great question I think that today you can here's the deal I think that when you are trying to really open your heart and open your mind to love that the more places that you allow yourself to be open to the better so and you have to be comfortable first of all so like a lot of people when they're dating yeah I mean dating apps I remember I had this one coaching client and this guy said, oh, I'm going to try to meet people in real life. And then my wrote back or said something like, you know, we were, we were laughing because she said, oh, well, good luck with that. So I think that as we get older and also have people have different stages of life and they have kids they the divorce, it is more difficult to meet people, but also you have to really try. So in terms of like, where can you find somebody? I think that When we have an open energy, you can go into the grocery store and just initiate conversation with somebody, even like if you're looking for friends. So I'm looking for friends right now. So this is how I think like I think of like finding friends like dating so it's like you can go on meetup and join groups and meet like-minded people you can go on dating sites like I personally I was a matchmaker but I actually hired them I went on two dates with a matchmaking company so I you know had online dating profiles I kind of was open to everything because I was really in the phase where hey I'm open I'm looking for love so I think for every person they have to feel comfortable and in what it is that they are, or where it is that they're looking for love, but the m- more places you're in, it's like you have to also show up and go on dates. Like, you're not going to find your person if you're not like showing up, but it's also important to not have date burnout, which is
0: another thing. So, there's this fine balance, and it really
2: depends on the person.
0: Absolutely. So, given your experience as a professional matchmaker and you know, even before you even got to that point, I would love to hear how you two met. Tell
2: us more about the day you fell in love and tell us more. I want to hear your love story, so tell us more. Well, it's kind of ironic because um, we actually met six or seven years um, prior to us dating. So I was the registered dietitian or um, director of nutrition. That was my technical title at a higher end health club and I practice there and then he was doing sales there. So we were friends over the years and um, one day... After a lot of dating and after a lot of thinking, this is where I go back also you asked earlier about well, what do you what do you actually do with a big coaching client? When I began to think about like what are the core values in somebody that I'm looking for, I started to think, you know, oh, Brian had some of those core values, but I'd kind of written him off in terms of her own
3: I know it sounds horrible. It's really bad. I was her best option at the time, I think, is what uh, what she tells me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no that's not true but but what ended up he's shaking his head nobody can see him right now but he's saying yes it's true but what ended up happening is that at the time, I was at a work happy hour, and then I think he lived, He, I, I don't think, I know. He lived nearby, and I sent him, because we would get dinner and drinks, and I just sent him a message, hey, do you want to get dinner? And he wasn't around, and then he ended up calling back, and I had gone over to my aunt's house, who lived in, in close, nearby, and she's like, oh, who's that? I'm like, oh, it's Brian. She's like, oh, he's cute. I'm like, eh, he's just Brian, you know? And, and then I was like, wait a minute. I should send him, maybe I should be open, and so then I
0: just sent him
2: a text message, and
1: I was like, do you want to go on a date? Wow. Yeah, all right. Well, turning to the tables there. I
0: like that you asked him out. Yeah,
1: why didn't you ask me out?
0: I thought waiting three <laughs> weeks would be way
1: more fun. <laughs> nice. It longer and longer every time she tells the story. Some it's did a cool. He waited three years.
0: He waited three weeks. All right, cool. So, Brian, what'd you think? You got this cool text message.
3: I was actually shocked, to be honest with you. Corinne is a girl that I always thought was attractive, and, and I... I always wanted to date her, but didn't know how to kind of cross that friendship boundary. And not that we were like super close friends, but it was just kind of that awkward, like, well, how would you do it? Would you want to lose this person as a friend if they said no? You know, would that happen? Kind of the what ifs. And I think every guy thinks about that, like, you know. Maybe she's going to say no, and they fear
1: rejection. Yeah, rejection.
3: It's so the crazy things
1: that women <laughs> do to us, right?
3: What's that? It's the
1: crazy things that women do to us.
3: Exactly. Yeah, we get too much in our head because of them. Yeah. So no, I think it was great. I sent her back a text message, and then I didn't hear back from her for like a really long time. And I was out with a friend, and and I sent like I think three text messages at the time she responded. Oh gosh, she
2: had sent like so many messages, <laughs> and I was driving back. So I lived, like an hour away, and I tried to take it back, I wrote him, I was like, you know what, I thought about this, it's probably not the best idea, and then he's like, no, 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 like, and so, yeah, it was the beginning of an awkward start to dating, because it's not just like, you're going, you're not going in with intentions of, like, oh, this person's attractive, let me go on a date, not saying that I don't think you're attractive, but it's just different if you don't know somebody. I know everybody's laughing right now at what I said. Just ignore that comment. But it's different, I think, if you meet somebody on the dating app and you're like, oh, you're cute. Like, let's go on a date versus like, oh, I've known you for six years.
3: This is, this is awkward. Right. Yeah.
0: And because you guys had known each other and like you said, you'd hung out, you got out for drinks. What was the first date?
3: Oh, Oh. she tells us something
2: better than I do. Well, at first he did. He got nervous and he tried to cancel a date on me. And so I am very, I believe, like I tell all my date coaching clients, the dating process begins before you actually even start dating that individual. So that was a red flag. Okay. So then I think I said something. I I wrote him back. It was like on text. And I said, oh, you're just trying to, I made a comment about it because I was like, this is not okay. And what ended up happening is that he then said, okay, we'll meet because I think he got the clue. And I had met him. We went to someone for a salad and we met for lunch. And I had gone to a hot yoga class before. So I don't, I mean, I also felt very comfortable with him. So if you're listening and horrified, I didn't shower and I was still wearing like my yoga pants and a top and a sports bra. And then we went out to lunch, and it was like a hot yoga. Like, I love hot yolk; Like, the hotter, the better. And I smelled so bad. And it was, yeah, I smelled.
3: It so. progressively got worse throughout the day, but I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> All
0: right. So we already had the comfort level going yeah,
2: into
3: it. Yeah. I
1: guess so. And then right. to a second date, that was probably a good, not a red flag, a green flag, I guess. <laughs> That's a go. All
0: right. So after you went on this sexy hot, sweaty, stanky, first date, lunch, what point was it then Decide like, all right, like this is it, this is the person I want to be with. And did you decide you were going to move in together or did you get engaged? At what point did you guys actually, you know, start living your lives
3: together? We started dating at the end of October and ended up moving in. She moved into my place because her lease was up and she took a new job pretty close to where I lived uh, in April. We got engaged in May and then we got married the a year and basically 13 months after that, which was last year. Yeah. Pretty quick.
0: Nice. But, I mean, again, you guys had already known each other for so long, so a lot of that awkward dating period kind of was pre, you know, already happened before you even actually started dating,
2: which is kind of cool. Yeah, and I think that, you know, it it was a quick engagement, and I think that also, too, like having that longer period of engagement time was really good, and... Yeah, I just I think that even, you know, even with knowing one another, it was, it's really interesting because you're getting to know somebody in this romantic partner sense, which is so different than just dating somebody or even just being in a relationship with them. So, yeah, it was a good period of growth. And a lot of the awkward stuff at that point, thank goodness, was gone.
0: And before you guys moved in together, what was each of your living situations before?
2: I lived by myself in this cottage like place, kind of more in the country. So, like, almost an hour outside, not in the, well, an hour outside of San Francisco. And I loved where I lived. It was really close to hiking, it was really in nature the time I was working for a company and I could work from home remote. I'm no longer there, but it just worked out really well. And he was living in San Francisco. And so we lived there and I was not happy there. So we moved and it was just such a contrast. And I realized how much like I need to be like closer to nature and how important this sounds silly but how important light is in a living space because this place was super dark and I was like wow it was a rough time because I took a new job and so at the time I was in the job for about seven months I was the general manager of this fitness studio and I was getting up literally at like 4 30 in the morning and then I would work until like seven or nine at night And so it was a lot of, I burnt out, obviously. It was a a difficult time So it was like moving in together, this new job that really wasn't a good fit, and I didn't give it enough thought. And so, yeah, learning how to live together. And so, you know, and all of that good stuff.
1: So Brian, Brian, did you have like the total bachelor pad and then all of a sudden Corinne comes in and is like, you know, putting flowers around and chickening it up?
3: Yeah, total bachelor pad. And when she moved in, there were things on every wall and, yeah, fake flowers on the nightstand. and But it brought a level of, like, happiness and not feminine energy to the apartment. But, yeah, it was definitely a shocker. I had a panic attack when she moved in. Yeah.
2: He's not joking. No, I I
3: literally, I had a panic attack and I was like, there's boxes everywhere and I can't handle this. I'm going skiing. And I went away for a week and went skiing. She unpacked all the boxes while I was gone and, and moved in officially. So I kind of bailed when she moved in, which I don't recommend that to anybody listening to this. Yeah, well, I
1: had I'm to buy flowers. Sure. And I'm pretty sure the reason why Mandy never moved into my place was she didn't feel like her powers could overcome my bachelor pad. I would
0: always feel, if I had never moved into your place, I was always going to feel like a guest in your home. It was just never going to feel like our home. So I was very insistent <laughs> that what wherever we went once we got engaged, it had to be a neutral zone.
3: Sure. Yeah, that's how we felt. She felt
2: that way. Yeah, I think that's smart. And at the time it worked out like financially and in terms of just where my job was and things like that. But moving forward, we can talk about the snaps. We're trying to buy a home or renting right now and it's it's so important the energy. Like it sounds woo woo, but it's so important like what is the energy of the home look like? And I'm so I work from home for myself now, but it's so important because even we didn't look at the place, we love the place we're living now, but we didn't look at it during the day. So already I'm like, okay, For the next place I really want, I need to make sure I go during the day so I can see how much light is coming into it. So yeah, having a neutral zone and being able to decorate something together, going back to that idea is, I'd recommend that. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. Okay. So other than you know, Brian, you freaked out, you saw a lot of boxes, you left to go skiing, you came home, everything was all nice and unpacked. What would you say were some of the biggest challenges that you faced together when you first moved in?
3: Mm, Trying to switch my mindset to communicating with an individual that you're in a relationship with instead of kind of doing what I want to do when I want to do it as a bachelor. I think that was one of the biggest hurdles that I had. Communication in general was an issue for me, but that was kind of like, well, I'm going to go out with the guys and not really check in or you know, I want to go skiing. Is it okay? Versus work, I know, for you to watch the animals or things like that. I think that was a big challenge. And then also, I think not saying Corinne's not clean, but like wiping up the counter should be still something or just a different level of cleanliness, which I think I've changed a lot since we uh, moved in
1: together. I've probably done the same thing, but in the reverse way. Yeah. So not the Yeah. Way. Uh, I had a high tolerance for leaving dirty dishes in the sink in my own place. That I had to uh, change when we moved in together. Yeah. Right. You either wash them right
3: away or you put them in the dishwasher yes. and you get rid of them. Right.
2: That was a huge, actually, learning. It still is. It, that was a huge learning in how we live. I like to like power through my day, so I'll like, leave everything out during the day and I work in this corner of the kitchen table and then at the end of the day I'll clean everything up. And he does not do that. And we just have totally different, uh, different ideas of what exactly this clean means. So,
0: yeah. eventually you, you fall into it and you find something that you can both tolerate together.
2: Yeah. You know, I think that, like, yeah, you do. You do, you do. You do. And there's still differences. But I think that we've just learned to, and we're still learning. I think that's an important thing because I think that as we go through different stages in terms of, like, He has a full-time job and is building his business. I'm building my business. And I just think that there's so many different things that, like, for a couple, obviously, you're doing this show, so you know. But there's just so many different things that come up at different times for couples. And you're like, wait, this is new, and how do you navigate that? And so that's an interesting interesting area.
0: Absolutely. And like you mentioned, you guys are looking for a house. I mean, once you move to a new living situation – All that changes all over again. I know we've been in our house for about a year now. There's still boxes that have to be unpacked. And even that was just finding a new groove again. So, same thing, where am I going to work? And, you know, you're still trying
1: to figure that out. No, I figured it out now. Now I
0: have, I finally figured out my office situation, but, you know, figuring out, you know, the whole dishwasher situation. Or like now in our old place, we had our washing machine and dryer in the basement. Forget about things. And now they're actually on the same floor that, I do most of my work on. So now I can help remember those, but there's, you know, all these new grooves that you have to find as something changes in your life.
1: Yeah, you still have to do the laundry sometimes. No, I forgot to
0: put it in the dryer. I don't know why, but it's just, (laughs) I I can get it in. Like I come home from hot yoga, as I'm sure you probably will know this as well. Like I come home from hot yoga and stuff has to go into the washing machine immediately because it just can't live anywhere else. It just gets too stanky. Oh, we also (laughs) had issues too with the fact that we can't even do our workout laundry together because apparently my hot yoga clothes seeps into his workout That's clothes gross. and then he sweats and he gets mad because he says it smells like hot yoga.
1: Yeah, I haven't had that problem since I made I drew that line. That was years ago where I said no more.
0: Downy unstoppables <laughs> no, or whatever the heck they're called.
1: It they're work. miracle workers. <laughs> Nothing can work against that.
0: Nothing gets the smell out. No. <laughs> <laughs> we do our separate laundry, so we're not. Yeah. We're, um,
3: yeah. I put my laundry in the dryer. When the dryer's done, I fold it. She'll leave it in there or put it in her hamper and then fold it at her convenience. So, yeah, I a little know, different.
0: The getting it in, but then the getting to the dryer and then the taking it out and folding it—I don't know why. It's just—it's not a favorite part. Yeah. So. I, I hear ya. Uh, oh well. Well, until she comes, we'll just have to figure out our laundry, keep our laundry groove up and going. Um. So Brian, you mentioned about, you know, okay, now I have this other person living here in my life. Like, what is it like when it's, you're trying to now transfer from thinking like, you know, I'm this person, I lived by myself and I have my own life doing this. And, you know, you live by yourself and you did your own thing doing this. Now it's coming together and now it's coming, you know, you're, now you're developing this couple's mindset, which is really nothing that you can experience any other time until you're with a couple, uh, so you're with a significant other. And now it's all these kind of new rules, I guess, that have come up. So, how does one start to, you know, come together and think more? Like you said, like, you know, at what point, you know, do I just go skiing? Do I have to ask if I'm going skiing? Do I share I'm thinking of going skiing? Do you want to come skiing with me?
3: I don't know. I think it, it just kind of happened. happened. I don't really think there was one thing that triggered it. It's just being more mindful of the other person, you know, instead of just thinking about yourself, it's thinking about, you know, the couple, the the partner, and, you know, what are her thoughts on it? What are her feelings toward a certain situation or thing that I'm thinking? And it's good to kind of have that perspective, I guess, towards certain things. Obviously, decision-making is a lot. It's not as quick as it used to be because there's conversations. But yeah, it's now just second nature. It's just, Everything happens and and you just get into that group.
0: Uh, Because you are married to a registered dietitian, how does, and obviously, you know, the current said that you you both worked in the gym, is that right? We did. You did sales at the gym. So, you know, how does nutrition, fitness, just overall well-being, how does that fit into your lifestyle, both of you and as a
3: couple? I think we both work out almost every day separately. I've always been pretty active and uh, so I'll at least work out five days a week in the gym and then I'll I'll do some sort of outdoor activity with walking the dogs or we'll go for a hike and then we do a lot of cooking together mostly healthy dishes and Corinne started to cook more now that I'm letting her (laughs)
2: yeah uh, yeah I think Brian, right in terms of, you know, like, how much fish you'll eat or something like that, I think that, you know, first when we first started dating, he was like, oh, I can't eat cheese, and I was like, really, I can't eat cheese, like, because I eat whatever it is that I want, and so he was, and then he also thought that he was, like, couldn't eat gluten, and so that drove me nuts, too, and not, if you can't eat gluten, you can't eat gluten, but he had all these, like, rules, and I'm like, I don't live by any rules. This isn't going to work. You know, like, you can eat whatever you want. So anything, I think that, you know, things have just kind of be moving our bodies. And like, I'll go to yoga like almost every day. And I go walking. He goes to the gym. So we do different things. But I think the idea of taking care of ourselves is streamlined, or, you know, it's a overarching theme, I think, in both of our lives. It just looks different ways, I think, you know, like, Brian's not going to be journaling or meditating or, like, he's listening to self-help or personal growth or something like that, and that's kind of, like, what I do, and, you know, I'm going to, like, chanting concerts, like, he's not going to go with me, and that's fine, I, I you know, I don't want him to, actually, he's going to ruin my time, so I think I just think that I, yeah, I'm very into, like, personal growth and self-development, and so... I mean, he is in his own way. I think we all are, but we just have different activities and I think we've both of that for one
1: another. That sounds a lot like us because we, we, you know, Mandy does the hot yoga and uh, I do my own workouts separately, but uh, but it sounds like, you know, you guys kind of come together in the kitchen, you know, and cook together, And which like with us, it's either one or the other. Like we're both capable of cooking, but one of us has to do it at a time because uh, this one over here is a tyrant in the kitchen and if I use the exact right, bowl or pan or utensils for the exact right things, then I get near earful of it. And I just rather not have her around. So it's either I cook or you cook, but you, know, you guys at least come, are coming together in it's, the kitchen.
0: It's an Italian thing. Like it is just one person only can be in the kitchen. Like there can only be one. If you want to help clean, happily I will take you on board. But if you actually want to come <laughs> and like do things and like chop and stir, like... No, just get out of my way. Open the wine. Keep me entertained. Wash some dishes.
1: I'm good at opening wine and keeping you entertained.
0: But no, no, no. I don't know. It's, I think it's Italian thing. We just don't play nicely in the kitchen with other people. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. it well, sounds like you have groups.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, Karen, it sounds like contrary to I'm sure what most people think, all dietitians are amazing chefs in the kitchen. It sounds like that you debunk that myth. <laughs> Uh, I would not say I'm an amazing chef. No, I would say that I, I would say that I like to cook, but I'm also very. I'm like
2: you know, eat a turkey sandwich most days um, for lunch. So I think that cooking is fun. But yeah, I would not say that you need to be an excellent an excellent chef. No.
1: And as a non dietitian, I appreciate what you said. There. Like you can eat whatever you want, right? And I'm sure you know within moderation and things like that, because that's something that Mandy believes in as well. as you know. <clears throat> Uh, all foods fit, I believe, is what you say. And, uh, and and somebody who's not a dietitian, again, I think that resonates with normal people.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think there's something, you know, We talk about this for like hours, so I won't do it to you, but... I think there's also something too, it's like whenever we have this idea that we can't have something, it's like you're setting yourself up to almost go back into the, you know, diet mentality and like binge eating. So I work with a lot of clients around that too. So it's just about, I know that this is cliche, but it's about learning, you know, honoring your hunger, listening to your fullness and learning how to, before you can do that, learning how to get back in touch with what your body is actually telling you. I think being able to get to know your body and listen to your body and that includes your hunger is so
0: important. Yeah, absolutely. That as well. And even though I think the common perception is, because, like, I only eat beef, and I think the common perception in our house is, like, any time I go away, that, like, Joe's just sitting by himself eating meat just all day long, and... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not really... You're not placing like, home gorging yourself on, like, no. burgers I mean, I, yeah,
1: okay, i uh, So you were away two nights this week, and I did actually eat red meat both of those times, but I wouldn't say that it was uh, overboard. And it's only because... You know, because we don't cook it at home together. So I use that as an opportunity to indulge myself a little bit, but without, you know, going overboard with it. I didn't have like a 26 ounce ribeye this time. (laughs)
0: time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Brian, I have to ask a very important question because I have been doing yoga and teaching yoga for many years. My lovely husband has never once taken a yoga class with me. Have you ever done yoga?
3: Yes. I've actually done a lot of classes and Corinne and I will do yoga every once in a while on a Sunday together hot yoga it's really hot so get a place near the window so you can open it up and breathe um, but it's actually enjoyable it's a nice way to like spend a Sunday morning and then go get breakfast together or, or take the dog for a walk afterward. but it's not bad so I highly suggest trying
1: it I've never said that, I've never proclaimed that I had an aversion to yoga it's just that I prefer to do other things now with that said I I do think <laughs> <laughs> I'm an action guy. Like I need some like let's run real let's run really fast for 100 meters, and then let's go do some pull ups, and then let's go jump on the bike for you know a mile, and then push ups, and like I need the like variance, and I can't. So anyway, but with that said, I do think yoga would be a good restorative kind of exercise for me to go into. With that said when i have done yoga i'm pretty darn good at it
0: the, the when he has done it if you ever go onto my website you'll see a video with a little intro video of me and there is some shots of us doing yoga which i think is the one and only time he has ever done yoga so in between takes we were you know he's like "Show, show me some stuff do this do this so he's like show me show me the crow i don't know why he keeps calling it the crow but he's like show me the crow. so i'm like oh, yeah like you know come in and do this he's like oh you do this oh and then you just pop into a handstand he does it and I'm like I've been trying to do that <laughs> for six
1: years yeah so there you go that's uh that's pretty much fitness in our family so that was the uh, equivalent
0: of like the microphone dropped <laughs> that's too funny taco yoga out
1: oh, so yeah oh
0: you know, until I can club you over the head and drag you to a class, I'll just we'll keep that memory. Well, the other alive. thing
1: is, I don't particularly want to do yoga with you. <laughs> Ow. No, because like okay, so if you're my instructor, you'll you're like the same mentality that you have in the kitchen. I can see coming out out as an instructor. No, no,
0: no. And then
1: I, like I'm, I just won't be able to keep up with you, and that'll just be uh, bad news for my ego. <laughs> I'll
0: treat you like unless, all my other students,
1: unless unless we have to go into uh, from the crow into a handstand then I'll feel better about
0: myself. Someday I'll get you to an accurate yoga class <laughs> one of these days. All right. So until that happens, I'll just have to keep, you know, putting little hints.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hints. Yeah, yeah. I hear. But
0: one of the common themes that you guys have mentioned is that it's really important that you are keeping your own activities and interests in line and that you are respecting the things that you like doing. I've seen it personally in a lot of, you know, friends and family members I've had, and maybe you guys have seen it as well of that, you know, you used to have these two separate people that you know, and then all of a sudden they just merged into this one entity and you just, you can't separate them. It's just, they're just, you know, them. And, you know, why does that happen? Or how does that happen? Or how do you prevent that from happening? But, like you kind of become these conjoined Siamese twins in the relationship.
2: is a great question. I'm, I'm trying to think because there, I think that most of the people, most of like, at least our friend group, my, my friend group, I'm thinking that they've done a really good job too at like being able to have still your own sense of self. And to be honest with you, I think that one of the things that we almost struggle with instead of being always. And OK, so it's not about. We struggle with actually more coming together, you know, in terms of, like, finding that type of time. And I'm so devoted to, like, my work, and he's super busy with his work. And so this is one of the things actually, like, after or like right before we got married and it's one of the best things that we've ever done we go to couples therapy like every couple weeks and it's been amazing and one of the things that we talk about in there a lot is being able to you know how important it is like prioritize your relationship so I say being able to remain and keep your own identity but also be able to like come together and I think that I think it's so important to keep your own relationships and with if you're listening to this and you're thinking oh how do I maintain my own identity within a relationship I think that still each person needs their own friends so then you have that individual outlet and you aren't coming together and Brian and I were joking about this because once we moved here I was like well if you make this we make couple friends and like I don't know and I need a couple friends. I need friends. But like, I'm like, I don't even know if I like that idea because then how in depth can you go with a couple versus just a friend? And so like part of why I started a podcast selfishly was that so I could have one-on-one conversations and get really deep into deep stuff like immediately And for me, like I'm the type of person who has like a much smaller group, like friend group, but they're very like close friends. Like, so I think it just depends. But I will say is that friendship and the more and more research, the more research is being done on this is how vital relationships are, like not just your primary significant other or partner, or if you're married or not married, doesn't matter, not just your partner, but like relationships in general. So like, you know, people in your yoga class or like going to, the, going to the grocery store and talking to people or like still having this one-on-one time. It's so important. It's like one of the biggest predictors for like longevity in our lives. So I think the biggest thing there to remain in your own identity is to keep your own relationships, but you don't want to ostracize your person, but, you know, be able to have everybody come together, but be able to have your own thing and with that in person. And sometimes I have friends where, it's just me and the friend and they know Brian is and Brian knows who they are, but there's no connection. And that's okay too. I think every person looks so different if that kind of answers your question.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, the, you know, that human connection is incredibly important, but what's very funny I'm learning is, you know, as we get older and, you know, we had our friends that we grew up with, went to college with, but you know, everyone pairs off and moves away for whatever reason. And one day you kind of look around, you're like,
3: no one to hang out with. <laughs> we, we, same place. Yeah.
2: 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, when I say we don't do enough together, like when I'm alone, it's like I'm either working or like I'm alone because I work from home. So it's not like I'm, you know, I have a good group of friends, but yeah, it's exactly that. It's, I think prioritizing relationships and those individual one on one connections is so important.
0: Yeah. And we will joke sometimes too. Like we'll be out in the about somewhere and we'll be out with a big group. And like, Oh, well don't you want to sit next to your husband? I'm like, no, I see him all the time. I want to talk to other people. Totally. Yeah.
1: She's heard all my jokes, all my stories. I've got nothing original to tell her anymore.
0: Yeah. got A new audience. But you know, it was, you know, when we first moved down to the shore, it was like for a long time, you know, it was hard to go out and meet people. And I think again, just from starting to talk to people around, it just helped to meet people. And I know you go to the gym and you're in like tunnel vision and you don't want to talk to people. <laughs> you don't want them to know your name. And then finally, like you were doing like a big challenge and yeah. you had to be put on a team and they had to
1: like <laughs> socialization
0: and you were forced but as a result, you know, I have gym friends, you have gym friends. Now we have people to hang out with again. We have events going mm-hmm. on. Yep. And it has been a lot more exciting now because there's like other things going on, other than you know what are well yeah. And you know have
1: like do? your social, your networking groups, and so you know a lot of people through that, and of course from your from your yoga studio too. So you have your outlets. I have my own. So uh, yeah, I think uh, I think what you said, Corinne, like establishing and having your own your own friends that. You know, my friends don't necessarily have to be Mandy's friends, and vice versa. Um, is important. Kind of, well, good way to maintain your own personality.
0: Exactly. So, I what would it. you say is the one piece of relationship advice that you would give to the listeners out there?
2: For me, the one piece of
0: relationship
2: advice would be that relationships, I believe, bring up some of our biggest fears, our biggest wounds, our biggest stuff. And so to realize that not all relationships – and they shouldn't be are like rainbows and like clouds and unicorns and most people who are listening to this i'm sure you've been in a relationship so you know this but i think it's so important to just hear it because it's not something that we see depicted a lot on social media or you know you only hear the good things and the highlight reels and what a relationship should look like so i think to A, first know that there are going to be hard times in a relationship, and then B, know that those hard times are going to be great ways for you to really learn more about yourself and then also learn more about your partner. And so communication, figuring out a way to speak to one another is so important. And then the other thing, too, I just want to throw in there is that, like, couples therapy is not taboo. So if like you are struggling in a relationship and you are looking to be able to I don't know, work whatever out or take things to the next level or just be able to have another dimension to your relationship that it's a beautiful thing when you find the right person you want to work with. So that would be my little relationship advice who wanted to find a therapist what's the best way to go about doing that i've been giving this referral so much to people psychology today has a great i don't know the url but psychology today um, if you write like find a therapist you can type in your zip code and you should be able to find a, a good list of people in there that are near you and most therapists also give like 20 minute intros, so you can see if they if you actually enjoy them so yeah there's a big resource there
0: so, friend, do you have any other big projects going on right now that you want
2: to chat about? Yeah. Well, the big thing is that I have my program, Single Insane, How to Date with Grace, Not Feel Alone, and Attract Your Perfect Partner. That is kicking off. I don't know when this will air, but that's kicking off late February. So that will be there. And the other thing, too, is I have a podcast that just launched recently. And it's called Heart Space. And it's all about meaningful conversations about self-worth. And so I talk a lot about fear and relationships and body image issues and self-worth and truth-telling and kind of all that stuff
0: that gets beneath the surface. Awesome. So if you guys out there listening want to hear more from Corinne and all that she has to share about the wonders of relationships, dating and, you know, like you said, getting getting underneath the flowers and the rainbows, then definitely check out her show. And I'll include a link to that as well in the show notes. So people can come by and check you out and subscribe. Because we love when you guys subscribe and leave reviews and all that.
1: Spread the love.
0: Share the love. And other than your podcast, where can the audience find you? So my site will have everything. It's CorinneDobis.com. I'm sure
2: you'll have a link in your show notes there too. But you'll be able to find all my stuff there. My Instagram and my Facebook is all. If you type in Corinne you'll be able to find all that stuff there.
0: Well, thank you guys so much for being our very first double date episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brave Thanks for having us.
0: I think it was, yeah, it was, well, it was the first for us and the first for your show. And if anyone wins there, there. so I think it's great. I think it went marvelously. Agreed. Yes, which makes me nervous because it's like anything else. It's like the first time you do it, it goes amazing, and then everything else is just down.
1: Let's hope that's not the case. Exactly.
0: So, <laughs> no, no, no. You guys sure. have set the bar so high, so I can't wait to see who else you know, tries to come up to that level. Aww,
2: well, no, it
0: was really fun. I really
2: appreciate you. you guys are
0: great. And I appreciate being able to just talk. It's awesome. And I appreciate Brian for jumping on as well. Cause I know for a lot of the interviews I'm trying to get set up, it's the husbands that need to be clubbed over the head and, and come on. And we've kind of popped them up a little bit, but it's been really great to have you on and sharing your perspective. And you know, for me on the show, it's really important that they do have the couple on because I want to hear both sides of the story, and I think it's really important that others hear that you know relationships are two dimensional or two three dimensional. I don't know. Too they're mu- they're multi level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. And you know, in our one person has one idea and perspective. Like we joke all the time. I say it took him three weeks to call me, which is a true story. Okay, two and a half weeks. But he'll say in his mind that he called me like the next day. <laughs> Not quite. But. So you know, everyone has their has their stories, and it's always good to hear and share. And like I said, you know, a male perspective is just going to be different from a female perspective.
1: Absolutely. Well, it was nice meeting you guys. So yeah, it was it was nice it was meeting you guys. To I, have someone,
0: I have someone here who's waiting to eat dinner and yes. open some wine.
1: Let's get to it. <laughs> all right
0: well, guys all right, cheers guys thank you so
1: much bye. sure thanks bye bye wow how fun were they they were cool they were definitely the first
0: it was a good first it run. was a good
1: first we should do it again
0: we should do it again yeah all right that so
1: was, it breaks things up a little bit you know other than just you and me talking
0: exactly i mean as much fun as taco and mandy ourselves can be i think it's way more fun to double date every now and then
1: yeah absolutely
0: Cool. So if you enjoyed the show and you really, really loved it and want other people to learn all about what Taco and Mandy have to say here at Nutrition Nuptials, then you can do us a couple of solids here. Number one, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and then drop a review. We prefer five stars. Five for
1: five.
0: Five for five at all times. And then finally, we would love to see a couple of our fans over in our Patreon page where you can subscribe and get some really cool benefits just for taking a little extra time to support the show. We have options at the dollar, $5 and $10 level, and you get lots of goodies, including some outtakes, special content, discounts, and some giveaways that'll be coming your way. So head on over to patreon.com slash nutrition nuptials, and we'll see you over there as a thank you for supporting the show.
1: Become a Nutrition Nuptials VIP and hear outtakes, which I haven't even heard yet, but I know we've had some funny things that have happened. So
0: for more ways that you can learn how to work together with your significant other, head on over to nutritionnuptials.com where you can get information as far as tips for working together with your significant other, recipes, fitness. And if you would like to see what Taco and Mandy do when we're not podcasting, you can head on over to Instagram and follow hashtag Adventures of Taco. Taco and Mandy, where highly likely either see us drinking a bottle of wine, eating a meal, or at a concert.
1: Or any kind of other things, traveling, going to the beach, any Taco and Mandy-rific things.
0: So for Taco and Mandy-rific things, check out hashtag Adventures of Taco and Mandy. And for those of you who are interested in learning a little bit more about... The work that I do as a dietitian. You can follow me over on my social handles. They're all at R D over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube. And if you have a couples related story or question, you can email podcast at nutritionnuptials.com where we can chat about it on the air. And until next time, thank you so much for saying I do.
1: I, I do. You do. Oh, okay. I do.
0: You do. Thanks for saying I do to your happily, healthfully ever after.
1: All right, let's see.